we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Financial woes can be tough to deal with. How many of you know that? Don't nothing feel like money woes. Oh, that's a real care when money ain't right. Oh, boy. Anybody ever been hungry and can't buy food? See, y'all haven't been there. You look at these young folks in here. What? What's that? I, I, I can always run the canes. Them old high chicken strips. Canes cost a fortune. Back in the day, boy, I was just telling my son, they was talking about eating some ramen noodles. Him and uh, somebody talking about eating ramen. I said, man, I'll never eat a ramen. You have to strap me down like Hannibal Lecter and feed me ramen noodles. Because when I was in college, I ate ramen noodles every day, three times a day. Ramen noodles and cornflakes. You could find a box of cornflakes. They were just giving those away. And I had the ones with nothing on the box. Had to shake them to know what it was. Had them right next to the King Vitamin and the Toastos. Y'all don't know nothing about it. They don't know. They don't know. Bag of cereal. Y'all got boxes. This was, they, 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 didn't even get the, they didn't even get the box. Just bag of cereal. Toastos. It wasn't even true value, brother. The, it, the true value would have been an improvement. But I vowed, I said, I'd never eat another cornflake or ramen noodle ever in life again. And I haven't. Ramen noodle package of meat? Shrimp. That ain't shrimp dust. Is it shrimp dust? How do they make that taste like shrimp like that? I need, I got questions for the ramen noodles. Beef. Didn't have a picture of a cow on the package. It's like, this is a package of cow. And back in college, you could get 30 packs for a dollar. Yeah, they wouldn't even let you buy one. They were so cheap. You go in there and try to buy one pound. No, we can't ring that up. But you got to grab a whole armful of them. Because you, you come up there with one, it ain't, it ain't no scan thing on it. Yeah, so I just said, man, I'm not eating that stuff no more. So, you know, I, you know, amen. But financial woes can be tough, man. One time we ate the, the, the raisin out of the raisin brand. That was lunch. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, that was before my wife. This was, this was back when me and Tanya was living together or something. Remember we lived together, Tanya? Remember that? In that apartment? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Hamburger helper without the hamburger. Just helper. I don't know about that. Helper. Yeah. Yeah. When my wife met me, I had a basket of clothes. Three shirts and two pair of pants. That's all I had. And I was, I'd go to people's house and try to be cool with them so I could wash. I didn't have chains for the washing machine. Oh, but I had Mac. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Because she didn't know. She thought I was rolling. We were just talking about that. She didn't know. She did not know I didn't have anything. And I didn't let her know. The Mac was that strong. It covered a multitude of faults. She thought the Mac was so powerful. She, I mean, I'm serious. She just was overtaken. Mimi, did none of them know I was that broke. You didn't know I was broke, did you? They thought I was the man. These single brothers now, boy, I just don't get it. 
I don't understand. I don't understand. When we are financially bound, it can be a heavy burden to what? Carry. Ecclesiastes 10 and 19. A feast is made for laughter and wine maketh merry. Oh, rasha, rasha, tata. But money does what? So if you sat in here and said you don't want no money, you have no answers. I need money to speak the answers to stuff. How many of you need some answers? You need answers? You need my money going to answer it, Jack. Money will answer all things. Well, it don't answer questions. Yes, it does. You got some money, you can buy a computer and you can Google it. You can get a phone and ask Siri if you got some money. Money answereth all things. When we lose jobs or encounter unexpected financial needs, because unexpected things pop up, right? We can be overwhelmed and what? Oh, yeah, you can be anxious. I don't know, I don't know why, though, because most of the stuff you need to pay for is temporal anyway. It's, it, but, but it's still, it just, your heart gets to beating fast and you get short of breath. The Bible tells us in uh, Philippians 4 and 6, in nothing be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication with what? Oh, oh, when you get in this position, that's when you go to be to being thankful for what you have. Thankful for the time that God came through for you. Amen. And most of the time when he came through for you, it was because you had credit with him. Can I preach this message? Yes. Credit. Amen. So with thanksgiving, let your request be known. With thanksgiving, let your, with what? Thanksgiving, let your request be known. Money comes and money does what? Man, you think you have some? And then a phone ring. So you got to pay this. You be like, oh, Satan. Yeah, whenever they're taking money, it's the devil. Whenever you're getting it, it's God. Yeah, that's somebody very immature in the faith. Money comes and goes. But we must never allow economic issues to cause us to lose focus on what is important to who? Not what's important to you. What is important to who? God. First Timothy 6 and 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Folks don't ever finish this, but the rest is worse. Which while some coveteth after, meaning they keep trying to get it, they have erred from what? Man, you're not even safe anymore because you were chasing money. And they pierced themselves through with many chasing money. Can't be friends with folks because you're always trying to sell them something. Chasing. In order to give God our financial cares, we must make what? In order to give God our financial cares, we have to do what? Make what? Good decisions. Proverbs 24 and 7. This is the order. He says, put things first. Prepare your work outside. Get it ready for yourself in the field. And then afterwards, build your house and establish a home. Good decisions. 
We cannot turn away from God to make questionable financial decisions and then turn back to him for help when we fail. You can't turn your back on him and do something shady. And then when your money and life is messed up behind it, you go to God. Oh, God, you know, you was God before I did that. And you got after I did it. You're going to always be God. Yeah, and you're going to always be dumb. How you going to make it sound more enticing God to do something for you? You knew I was going to do it, God. See, that's why God, I mean, I barely have to repent because you already knew. You knew you know me. <laughs> so dumb. And, and people do it for real. God is like the first hundred times I forgave you. What's wrong with you? God, you, you know me. You know. This is unlike the last. I start talking like that. Unlike. <laughs> James 1 and 6, but let him what? Ask in faith nothing what? For he that wavereth can't be trusted. If you make shady, ratchet decisions, you can't be trusted. How's God going to give you more and you cheating with the little bit? That junk will come back on you and mess your life up. Amen. You cheat for a hundred, it's going to cost you a thousand. Dude, I was looking at your, your computer and man, you sure got a lot of movies. Oh, wait, you know, I'll be downloading them off the internet, man. I mean, they make enough. They make enough on the movies. They don't need my Bruh, you going to pay for those movies. Somebody going to break in your house and steal one of your most precious items. Because you, you're a thief. You can't make that right. Ran into somebody in the parking lot and didn't leave no note. Just, oh, they car already did it up anyway. So I just. You're going to pay for that car. Lying on your income tax. You're going to pay it. So you can get more money back. You're not going to get more money back. The money you get back ain't going to. Do you know God can determine how your money even spends? There's a thing in the Bible called the canker worm. That canker worm will sit on your money and your money won't spend like everybody else's. You can't get that bug off. Sitting there just... <laughs> won't he? Bible says it's like you have holes in your money bag. Holes in your purse. What happened to that little money I had? God can just blow on your money and it won't even be green no more. It'd be monopoly money. How did I leave the house with the kids play money? It's my wallet. How did it get? <laughs> Amen. Look at somebody say, don't waver. Do good all the time. When financial woes are out of our control, we can give that to who? God. However, our own bad financial decisions belong to us and they can lead to what? Terrible consequences. Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessing of the Lord. Now when it comes from the Lord, it maketh rich and it does what? Oh, that's how you know it's from the Lord because you're not struggling. 
If you got to struggle to do it, it's not from God. He said it, he added no sorrow. That's what you wanted. The best way to ensure that our finances stay intact is how? How? By giving. Supporting ministry and giving to others will keep us what? Guarantee. He gave you a guarantee. Luke 6 and 38. Give and what? Did the Bible say that? Did I just read from the Bible? Give and what? Then he tells you how it's going to be. It's going to be enough. That's a good measure. A good measure means it's going to be enough. Press down where nobody can snatch it away. Shaking together, meaning that some more is going to be mixed in. Shaking together, he's going to mix some more. He's going to take the devil's money and the wicked folks money and he's going to add it to yours. See, because when people make bad decisions or they, they, they cheat or they lie, then their blessing comes to you. Oh, yes. God's going to add from their foolishness and folly. He's going to shake it together with you. Look at somebody and say, I need him to shake it. Shake it. To, I need to get to shake it. Shake it together. And what? Running over means you have more than enough. Shall what? Who? Men give unto your bosom. See, that's, and I need to talk about this in part 11, but I'm not. I don't have time. But, man, all this old white man and hating the white man. I mean, boy, you better figure out who got the money in this nation. Are you, a, you crazy? Boy, I love the white man. Are you kidding I have no problem with no color. Uh, down with the white down, brah. See, because in order for it to be good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, somebody got to give it to you. Because the last part says, shall what? You got a problem with the man that has the money? You crazy. Bible says that by the measure that we give, the same measure what? Man, some of y'all, and I knew you when you didn't have nothing. And I've watched God systematically add to your life and put you in a better place. How dare you shut up your giving and not give back to ministry? How dare you not even budget that in when you get your check? You wouldn't have that check if the word hadn't come. Bible says by the measure, all that you got in your heart about not giving and stuff, that's, that's how people are going to be with you. Luke 6, 34, with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you. Again, if you don't give, nobody's giving to you. Your way is going to be hard. Can I preach in here? Man, I know I'm preaching. Folks hate the money message. Oh, can we talk about Haley? Well, no, I don't know. (laughs) 
It's about 50 50. It's about, about even. Just casting your care. Can we go back to casting your cares? It is selfish to receive from a ministry and what? Not financially support it. If it changed your life, don't you want somebody else's life changed by it? Why would you not give to it? Why would you be stingy like that? And it changed your life. You just forgot God. And he just added everything you asked him for. The stuff you asked him for a long time ago. See, you'd be forgetting because it was a long time ago. But you asked him, God, I need this. I need that. If I just had this, I'd feel better about my old whack self. I feel so whack and trashy. Lord, if you just had this, and okay, if I could just get my hair done once a month, I would have just so much better esteem. God blessed you with hot combs and grease. Money to go buy rollers and her stuff. You on YouTube watching instructional videos, how to do it. You done put a part in it and finger wave on one side and and you forgot God. You forgot God. You forgot him. When you used to have to just wear like rat knuckles. You forgot them days. God healed your head. He healed it. He performed a miracle. Healed your head. Healed it. It's, it's not sick no more. It's healed. Delivered your head. You can't give him nothing? Yeah, you can't forget. Look at somebody and say, never forget. Never forget what you promised you would do. You can't forget. You can't forget. So I like talking about this stuff because it reminds me of back in, and I don't forget anyway. But it just reminds me of where he's brought me for what he's done, how he done. And man, it just makes me just want to just, man, just keep giving. Because giving was the key to it all. Just giving. This, this selfishness from not giving will hinder our monetary blessings. Galatians 6 and 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever and howsoever and whosoever. A man soweth, shall he what? Man, whatever you, this is just it. If you tight, life's going to be tight. Summary. Financial worry is one of the worst forms of stress and burdens. Amen. It places strain on our relationships and what? Our bodies. Some financial issues take us by surprise and are what? They're out of our control. So some things you're going to go through, that's out of your control. But many times, those can be avoided when we put God's security measures in place. When we are givers, we store up what? Blessings. These blessings come in handy when we are in need. Giving money, food, time, etc. to help our brothers and sisters that are in need will guarantee you provision when you are in need. We reap what we sow. Giving the people that are in need is a biblical principle that should be actively practiced by every believer. Amen? That's why we have the swap here. When you can't wear it no more, give it away. When you can't use it no more, give it away. 
get, don't store up and be, no, you give stuff away. Somebody needs it. You give it away, right? That don't mean you got to go to Macy's and buy somebody an outfit. Amen. I ain't doing that. No, you just give them something that you can't wear, not wearing anymore, but it's still in good condition. Amen. You know, I can't wear that no more. I got too many holes in it. And you need to throw that away. Should be actively practiced by every believer. However, giving and helping others does not negate our responsibility to support ministry. The Bible is clear that we should support the ministry that is feeding us. Amen? Boy, amen. Giving is fellowship. And it causes us all to do our part in forwarding the message that changed our lives. Given to our ministry also ensures that when the enemy tests us financially, we are fortified financially because we have been what? Faithful to give. Consistency is key because it's not just about the amount we give, but it's also about what? The manner in which it is given. Planning to give consistently giving and desiring to give is what? Planning to give, consistently giving. You know, I don't even, God's money, you shouldn't even add that. You can't add that. When the bills come, I can't add that. That's God's. I got to set that aside. That's God's. So I have to work with what's not God's. Planning to give consistently giving and desiring to give is what? Cheerful giving. Paul is talking. And he says, 2 Corinthians, he's talking to the church at Corinth, talking about how, explaining why he sent the guys ahead to get the money ready. Sent them ahead to get the money ready, and he's explaining why he did that. So it seems to me wise for the brothers to go before and see that the amount which ye had undertaken to give was ready. So sent the brothers ahead to collect the offering, make sure the amount you're going to give is ready. He says, so that it might be a cause for praise and not as if I were making a profit out of you. And the people are like, what? Yeah, so that it could be a cause for praise. Taking up the offering and everything, it could be a cause for praise. Not that I'm going to profit off of you. But in the writings, it says, he who puts in only a small number of seeds will get in the same. And he who puts them in from a full hand will have produce in full measure for them. So he's saying it's going to be about it's going to be praise for you if you're given with a full hand. It's going to come back that way. But if you're pinching off a small amount, then ain't going to be no praise. That's what he just said. Oh, somebody looking at me like, oh, how did you get that? How did you come to that conclusion? Read it. <laughs> Let every man do after the what? Purpose of your heart. He didn't say based on how much you have. He said the purpose of your heart. That's different. Let every man do after the purpose of his heart. Not given with grief or by force. For God takes pleasure in a ready giver. Right? So y'all just be ready to give. I'm sending the brothers ahead. Y'all be ready to give. 
Well, we want to wait on the word. We're going to wait on you, Paul. No, no, no. It don't have nothing to do with the word. It has to do with your hearts. And then here's what he says. And this is where it gets real good. And God is able to give you all grace in what? Full measure. So that ever having enough of all things, ye may be full of every good work. Did you just hear that? Having enough of everything. God is able to cause you to have enough for everything. As it is said in the writings, he has sent out far and wide. He has given to the poor. His righteousness is what? And he who gives seed for putting into the field and bread for food will what? Take care of the growth of your seed. At the same time, increasing the fruits of him. Of your righteousness. This is some multiplying here. He's going to multiply your seed and your righteousness. The fruits of your righteousness. Your wealth being increased in what? Your wealth being increased in everything with a simple mind causing praise to God through us. For this work of giving not only takes care of the needs of the saints, but is the cause of much praise to God. For when, through this work of giving, they see what you are, they give glory to God for the way in which ye have given yourselves to the good news of Christ and for the wealth of your giving to them and to all. Did Paul break it down? It's broke all the way down. He's saying, why y'all tripping over how I'm doing this offering? We don't have nothing to do with the method I'm doing it in the first place. It has to do with your hearts and the measure you want from God. Everyone stand to your feet. Two hardest messages to preach in the church. Hell and offering. And I did them back to back. But it's truth. Amen. Is it truth? Did you not just read the scripture? It's truth. It's truth. Look, don't hold yourself back by not giving. Don't hold yourself back. Had a dude that left this church. He left this church and said, Pastor, see, y'all pastor don't want nobody to prosper. He don't want nobody buying a house. He don't want nobody having nothing. He just said, he just be the, wanna be the only one that's got something nice. He don't want me to have nothing. He told everybody that, but what the rest of it that he didn't share was I told him, why you so stingy? And if you don't start giving, you ain't going to have nothing. He came to me ready to buy a house and he was going to buy this house. I said, boy, don't buy that house. I said, do not buy that. And I rarely tell people what not to do. Usually I'd say, well, you know, man, I'll pray with you. Let's work it out. Let's see. That. No, I told him, don't buy that. It's like, why not? I said, because you don't give. You're going to be in trouble. You're not going to be able to pay it. He's moved three times. Now he's living with relatives, with his family, wife and two kids. After he left here. I told him, I said, don't buy that house. You haven't built in anything for God. You don't give to God. You, you, you're not going to make it. Now, if you are an atheist or a sinner, you might could make it. But you calling yourself a believer and you disobeying a principle. You can't do that. You can't get away with it. The devil can because he's the devil. You say you with God and you a minister of the gospel. 
It's not going to work for you, bro. I said, don't buy that house. And I tell anybody else that. If I look over there, I say, hey, where's God's? Oh, well, you know, I give him a job. Oh, bro, you can't buy that house. You're going to lose it. Yeah. You have nothing to protect you from that. Ooh, look at Pastor trying to scare us. Oh, he's trying to scare, but I don't receive it. Don't receive it. I don't care. I have a house. You cannot try not to receive it if you won't. I'm telling you the truth. If you in Christ, you got to do it his way. Bow your heads. You're not hurting the church. You're not hurting me. You're not paying us back. You're making your own way hard. God does not want your way hard, and God wants you to have security. Given to him gives you security. Father God, I just thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice, all of your people that are here today. Thank you, Lord, for Adamant Believers Council, for the building that's being built, for the people that are going to take care of it, for all that you're going to do for us and this church and this fellowship. God, I thank you for every heart, every mind, how we've grown so much. Some of us, Lord, when we think back to where we were before this gospel came to us, before this church, before the word came, Lord, we were somewhere thinking something totally crazy. But God, you have brought us to a place of maturity. You've grown us in this place. And we thank you for that, Lord. And we don't want to take you for granted, but we want your hand on our lives and We want your hand on our money. God, we want your hand. We want what you want for us, what you desire for us, what you intend for us. So I pray right now that good decisions with money will be made. I pray right now, well thought out decisions, wise counsel. God, I pray that we will take money seriously and understand its need even in this church as well as in our homes. And God, I ask that you would speak to the men of ABC and help us to mature in this area and lead our families into giving. And we'll give you the glory and the honor, Lord. Help us to set the example, not just for our family, but for other families that see us and know us. So that every time we speak of your blessings, we can say what your word says. It's more blessed to give than to receive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.